Hi there. This week, it's a solo episode. It's just me and I'm talking about periods and Beyonce's Black is King. Welcome to the Beauty Me podcast. My name's Sharice Kenyon and I've been writing about beauty for around 15 years. During that time, I've heard so many stories about how we approach beauty, our routines and the traditions that make us who we are. I wanted to create a space where I could discuss these rituals further with people from around the world. For me, it's all about beauty without the BS. Firstly, I want to talk about periods and it's kind of like an icebreaker right now because I don't know why, but recently I've been thinking about my period a lot and for some reason I'm talking about it a lot with other women. Um, I think last week I probably spoke to four or five women about periods and women's bodies in general and just how despite how far social media particularly Instagram has kind of like exposed more bodies due to body positivity etc there's still so many things that we don't talk about and I think it's really it is time to change things I realize that I know three women that suffer with endometriosis I know someone that has fibroids. I know so many women that have suffered miscarriages but are now pregnant and there's been a lot of pregnancies coming out of lockdown actually. And the women that I've been talking to were just like, having a period is really, it's not just about those few days when you're sort of actively bleeding. And by the way, if that's TMI for some of you, you can always fast forward to the Beyonce section. But for me, it's the whole not talking about it doesn't really solve things. I remember when I was a child and I had my first period at 11, which is actually quite early, but there's lots of statistics and studies into that talk about what can bring on early puberty in girls. I won't go into that right now, but I wasn't told about periods. I think I heard rumors and stuff, but I wasn't actually told by my mum, who you would probably traditionally think would be the person to pass it on. So I actually thought I was dying because it happened when I was at school. That was obviously a very long time ago. And I think today we still don't talk about it enough. Yes, there's adverts for sanitary products, but it, it kind of like alludes to this mysterious thing. And it's never the, the blood in the adverts is never red. It's blue, which is really bizarre. And probably, again, would freak out any young girls that haven't been told the correct information. As women, we just get through stuff. We get through pain. You know, there's women that have, you know, have gone through childbirth. I've heard tons of stories somewhere it's super fast and somewhere it's more than a day and the pain is incredible or the pain wasn't really a big issue. It's different for everybody. But I feel that women are just so adept at dealing with things. I always joke about it with my husband when I watch MMA. I'm really into MMA, um, mixed martial arts. So I watch a lot of UFC and I always say to him, the women's fights are far better than watching the men because women seem to have this thing in them where they will literally fight to the death. Like they will go so hard, whereas the men are a bit more like dance around this, be cautious. The women really go for it. And I honestly think that's because pain is in our DNA, dealing with pain, dealing with suffering. And when it comes to periods, we tend to think, okay, it's come along. So for the next three, five, however many days, I'm going to probably feel a bit more moody, a bit more emotional, a bit more sensitive. 
I'm going to crave certain things. I'm going to go through pain in different ways, perhaps right at the beginning, perhaps the last few days, I'm going to get awful back pain. Perhaps I'm going to deal with things like, I've heard that some women suffer from one minute it's constipation, one minute it's diarrhea. There's so many things that go along with it, but we just deal with it. We just get on with it. We buy the products that we need and we deal with it. Maybe we have a hot bath or maybe we've got our own ways of dealing with it. And I just started thinking that if it wasn't women that had periods, if it was men that had periods, how different would the world be? And perhaps I'm making light of it, but I can't help thinking that, you know, we'd probably work three day weeks because they just couldn't cope with the pain because they're not used to it. Say if it was just landed on men overnight, men have periods. I just think they don't appreciate it. And what we've been doing is just getting through it. We just work through it. And I think the reason I've been thinking so much about it this month is because this month I had like a lot more pain. I had a lot of back pain. I had like kind of like buzzing in my legs. So I was like, I need to move more, but I was so unmotivated to work out. I tend to work out like at least five times a week. I didn't want to work out. I didn't want to walk. It's been really hot. Couldn't be bothered to go out. I would get up early to do my work and then I'd be like, I don't want to do any more work. I don't have the motivation. I usually love skipping. I was like, there's no way I can physically skip. Like I felt so heavy. I felt groggy. And I was like, why don't I just allow this for once? Why do I have to fight it? Why do I have to be in this struggle? Like, oh, you should be working out and you should be doing more work. And you should have five back-to-back Zooms. Like, what if we looked at things differently? What if we looked at the whole cycle and thought about, well, I know that the day before, a few days before, I feel this. So maybe I will not have meetings on those days or perhaps when it's like in full flow, pardon the the pun, but maybe those are days when I absolutely should not be working. Maybe I should take two days off in the week instead of at the weekend. It's not the same for everybody. Not Not everybody can afford to take time off or even change their work schedule. I completely get that. But for me personally, working for myself, I was just like, perhaps I just need to change things up and accept it and just be a bit kinder to myself. Why do I have to push myself through it? Why can't I say, right, I'm going to have two duvet days. I don't need to take the whole time off, but why not just allow myself to kind of recharge my batteries or use it as a time to channel my creative side? Throughout the different conversations I've had in this past week with different women, um, somebody was talking to me about how past studies on men's birth control it just didn't work out because the men ended up feeling too moody and I was like okay so it's just our job to take those pills I myself I was on the pill for more than half of my life and I came off it when I met my husband because he was just like he didn't like the idea of a chemical being taken into my body or obviously it's an additional hormone, depending which pill you're on. That changes how my body works. I came off it and even taking it affects so many things. I remember going to the doctor, a female doctor, and saying I wanted to come off it. And she was like, but there's nothing wrong with it. If there was something wrong with it, we wouldn't give it to you. And I was like, no, it's part of a pharmaceutical company's like bottom line. They need women like me to keep taking the pill so that they can keep making money. Um, So I've kind of gone off the subject of periods itself. But I just think we do need to talk more. We do need to talk more about what we go through and perhaps like kind of try and tailor our work to suit 
our mood because even without periods, I think as human beings, we kind of like have moods and we have phases. And I think most of the time we're going to work against those things because we have a deadline and we have bills to pay. And all I'm saying is that maybe if we all took a bit more notice, it's like, I know I'm not saying anything new here, by the way. I'm sure several of you out there have period coaches. I've never had one and I'm hoping to get one on the show actually. So if you can recommend anyone, please do let me know in the DMs. I would love to meet someone that can just sort of explain what are the benefits of tracking these things because I do think it makes sense and I can use my Fitbit to track it, but I honestly don't trust my Fitbit. You know, someone's selling on that data, so I would rather speak to an individual, but I think we just need to be kinder to ourselves because we take everything on. We we just keep going and going and going. And I think that one of the few positives that's come out of lockdown, and I think a lot of people have said this to me, is just they haven't minded slowing down. Yes, you know, you can tell yourself, I'm a busy person. I do this and I do that and I'm so important. But sometimes having something taken away from you can make you appreciate other things. And when you appreciate other things, or you slow down, you start to, you can actually think differently. I would love to know what you guys think. Um, and like I said, if you can recommend any period coaches, slide into the DMs at Beauty Me Podcast. Okay, hopefully that wasn't a case of TMI for some of you. Now I'm going to move on to something that I just felt like I couldn't ignore. I really want this podcast to be a place where it's a 100% a platform for you guys, but it's also, it's kind of like become my baby and I I just want to keep it real each week. So if something is interesting me or is upsetting me, I'm probably going to share it here. Beyonce's Black is King. First up, it's a film inspired by her Lion King album. I think it was called The, the Lion King, The Gift which was, of course, inspired by Disney's The Lion King. And I have to say, first of all, I've never been into The Lion King, like not the old version. And I mean, I went to the cinema to see the remake, which obviously had Beyonce in it herself. Um, She was, was she Nala? Um, So her voice was in it. And yeah, wasn't feeling it, really not into it. But I have always been and continue to be inspired by Beyonce. She is a powerhouse. Like she's literally the definition of a powerhouse. She can sing, dance, write, and obviously direct. I absolutely loved Lemonade. I thought it was stunning. That was one of her previous visual albums. Before that, there was the Beyonce album. I've loved her homecoming documentary for me. Am I a Beyonce fan? Yes, 100%. I've seen her in concert and she is amazing. But I kind of came to view Black is King with a little bit of skepticism because I was like, oh, it's about the Lion King. I'm sorry, I don't really care about Simba. But it's clear, I think the film is like an hour and 25 minutes. It's very clear the amount of time and effort and thought that went into this. Before I go into it, I definitely want to mention, because I think that's my job as a journalist to mention both sides of things, but there have been several mentions of Black as King being a, a lesson in sort of appropriation of African culture. 
I've heard people saying, well, yeah, it's good. Wouldn't watch it again. Or yes, it's good, but it's very much a film about Africa for African-Americans. So there's definitely, there's, you know, with Beyonce, there's so many, like there's the beehive and there's the stands that literally will go hard for Beyonce. But there are some people out there saying the opposite. And there have been some writers, I think one writer literally posted about Beyonce perhaps using a Senegalese tone almost mimicking something and she said like girl bye which I've never heard anyone say to Beyonce but then I found out that she deleted the post so I'm like okay there's clearly some fear out there when people come for Beyonce but for me I'm definitely not coming for her and for me overall Black as King is just a beautiful extravaganza it's so inspirational if you're someone that's creative or or not there's so much inspiration in it and like I say you can see how much work has gone into it this kind of review that I'm giving here is very heavily focused on the hair and beauty I think a lot of people felt the film is actually a bit of a slog dare I say it and I even heard that from um, young girls that you think would be kind of addicted but um it's an hour and 25 minutes. But I was just constantly like watching and then rewinding to see a look all over again. Um, and then I've watched it again since then. What I wanted to do is just go through some of my favorite looks. I cannot go through every look because there are so many. Literally, the first song that I'm going to mention is um, it's called Find Your Way Back. And I can't even talk about a look. I think there are at least five looks in this one song. In this video, there's like tons of sparkle. And you can really see the effect of designer Tanaya Henry. She's got a brand called Lace by Tanaya. And I followed her for years. But in recent years, she's like been catapulted to the mainstream working with artists like Solange and Ariana Grande and then with Beyonce you know there are rhinestones I think she calls them crystals actually I don't want to get it wrong but basically there's a lot of bling there's a lot of sparkle it's in skirts it's in capes it's even in Beyonce's braids while all that's going on with the sparkle the makeup looks start out kind of really very matte so there's no, it's not about dewy skin. It's not about glowy skin. There's a very matte look with a kind of really overdrawn lip line, uh, like a matte lip. So very overlined lip, but then they'll use that same look and then maybe add a gloss. Then when she wears the braids that have got the bling in, it's at, they add like, it looks like a violet lip gloss. And then one of my favorite looks from this song is a black lip. It's like a black lipstick and her eyebrows are kind of like undone. I don't know if you've ever looked at Beyonce's brows before, She's but she's got quite thick curly brows and they've kind of like almost like just drawn a line through them and then smudged it a bit. They are not heavily defined. They are not super neat. And with that look later on, there are these beautiful, I don't know who made them actually. I need to look into it, but there's kind of like these... Um, crystal eyebrow jewelry that's been added i'm gonna save um all of the looks that i mentioned i will put them on the beauty me podcast instagram so you can see what i'm talking about in that in that video there's also a beautiful very disco vibe going on there's like these gold eyes um very soft focus 
and lots of glitter and glossy lips. So that's just the one video. Um, so I hope you're keeping up. Bearing in mind that that's just that one video, I haven't even really got into the hair. Um, but that's because for me, the video that really shows like the sheer wealth of hairstyles that ha that were inspired by the African continent is it's called Already. And it's got a lot of airtime, this one. For me, this video, I mean, Beyonce goes from like knee length braids to silky wavy weaves to this amazing kind of half up, half down look. The up part is um, traditional Bantu knots and then the rest of the hair is braids. And this look, along with tons of others, was created by Beyonce's longtime hairstylist who's called Neil Farina. He's Trinidadian and he's been working with Beyonce, I think, for the past her past five world tours. And he's also the guy behind that beautiful US Vogue September cover she did, I think, which was shot by Tyler's photos. I'll post this on Instagram, but on Farina's Instagram, he says the word Bantu translates to people in over 400 African languages. And he says, if you look at the middle knot on Beyonce's head, it actually reflects the shape of the Egyptian Ankh symbol, which means life. As you can imagine, Farina and the team have been interviewed a lot since Black is King came out. I think it was the 31st of July. I was quite surprised to read that he said Beyonce came to him and said, this is my baby and this is the right moment. And she had all of these um, references showing African hairstyles dating you know, way back. So I was really quite surprised that someone of her stature would actually be involved even in those details. Um, so obviously, as I mentioned, Farina, Neil Farina worked on this, but he obviously had a huge team, including the brilliant Nakia Collins and Nicole Newland, who actually created some beautiful braided headpieces. When it comes to the looks, though, I think another part of Black as King that you have to appreciate the fact that perhaps a lot of the production went on during COVID was the sheer reach of the artistic teams. Some of the videos were shot in London, New York, Belgium, South Africa, West Africa. It's like it literally took a global village to make Black as King happen. And actually, I am talking to someone from the makeup team this week and trying to get her in as a guest on the show. So I can't wait to confirm that. Um, she actually worked on Brown Skin Girl, which was definitely an emotional moment. And I believe it was filmed in London because there's just so many. It just looks like London to me. Um, but yeah, back to Brown Skin Girl. This, I think this was the video that so many people around the world were waiting for because when the song came out, so many dark-skinned women, brown-skinned women just felt something in them. It was It's really celebrating dark skin. And I don't think the video disappointed people. It had cameos from Naomi Campbell, Beyonce's former Destiny's Child friend and member Kelly Rowland, and Lupita Nyong'o. And they're all mentioned in the song, so I don't know if you've heard it. There's a high chance you have heard it, but yeah, they all get name-checked. So it was really cool to see them in the video alongside Beyonce. Um, not only is the hair stunning, obviously, 
Um, Farina and his team created a braided crown mangbitu. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing these things wrong. Um, so a braid crown mangbitu inspired by the Eastern Congo tribe. And there was this beautiful, stunning beaded braided wig. It was, um, I think it's a Nigerian Orisha bunmi. It's kind of like a braided bob that had this amazing conical shape on the top. Beautiful, beautiful work. But just to sort of move away from the hair and beauty for a second, I think for me, this video is just, it's so emotional and I couldn't put my finger on it. Beyonce really showed as many tones of brown as she could. And I think, taking it back to the emotion, I think emotion is key to beauty. It's like how we interpret beauty in a way. That video really got me. Before I wind this up, I just wanted to give one final shout out because very randomly, I used to dance as a child and I used to love watching synchronized swimming. I think it's the costumes. The women just look so glamorous. And um, there's a key scene in the video for Mood Forever. And the team took inspiration from Esther Williams, who was actually known as America's Mermaid. She was a competitive swimmer and actress and she worked in tons of films during the 1940s and 50s and these films were often called aqua musicals so you can really see her influence there. There's a beautiful team of synchronized swimmers who all dive into the pool although Beyonce doesn't dive in. We see her in the water but we don't see her dive in. Um, But yeah, stunning, like lots of pink and orange, these beautiful, very technicolor so definitely taking you kind of back to like the golden age of cinema really really stunning as you've probably guessed I could go on and on about Black is King but it's not just because I'm a Beyonce fan I honestly think that anyone could gain something positive from watching it I'd love to know what you guys thought of it so again head into the DMs let me know at beauty me podcast over on Instagram and I'll see you next week with another guest Thanks so much for listening. Take a minute to like, subscribe, perhaps share the episode with someone that you think will be interested. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at beautymepodcast, or you can follow my personal account, which is at sharice.kenyon. Feel free to slide into the DMs with any feedback or suggestions for future guests. And I'll see you next week.